Hey guys, welcome to the show today. Um, we had a wonderful trip for the second tour stop of the White Rose Resistance National Life Tour at my forever home church, Godspeed Calvary Chapel, with Pastor Rob McCoy. And while there, we were able to sit down again with my good friend Bryce Eddy, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt entrepreneur, co-host of Liberty Station with Pastor Rob McCoy, and the newly dubbed Christo-fascist by the leftists, pornographic, obsessed, degenerate activists, in the Thousand Oaks, California area because Bryce has stood up against the sexualization of children and the pornographic sex ed and critical race theory being pushed on minors in public schools in California. As the left begins to throw public opinion and polling in the trash and quadruple down on every unpopular, perverted, and evil agenda item that they have, Bryce and I discuss this four-pronged attack in the leftist culture wars today. You lie, and then when you're called out for the lie, you redefine everything. And then when you're called out for changing definitions, you censor and shut up your opponents. And when they won't shut up, you label them as dangerous threats to democracy and freedom in America, which the White House Press Secretary Andrew Joe Biden, Karine Jean-Pierre, just said the other day that uh, pro-life conservatives are the greatest extremist threat to democracy today. Well, when they say our democracy, they just mean their oligarchy or liberalism. And uh, then Bryce gave me permission to speak my truth and share my journey to identifying as transvaccinated. And we discuss the old ancient heresy that undergirds and animates most of the progressive creeds today. As freedom and liberty begins to crumble, as the unborn and pro-lifers are focused in for attack from the liberal establishment, Bryce and I issue a final wake-up call to the church and discuss what kind of story we're going to want to tell at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. <laughs> Seth Gruber, my man. How are you? <laughs> Good, brother. Uh, you're, you're one of the few, in fact, maybe even the only trans-vaccinated guy I know. And um, Oh, so, we're going to go right into it, huh? You're going to jump right into it. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, so since we're simulcasting this, <laughs> uh, you know, and we're going to have this on your show and on Liberty Station, you know. Well, um, I'll tell you something, Bryce. Um, our our episode together recently on unaborted i think i called it something like uh real men or pro-life something simple like yeah. that um people really liked that episode it did it performed pretty well um probably had some probably had a little bit more to do with your biceps um than than my ideas that's why i wear but, tight t-shirts <laughs> It's mediums or boys large. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's the key. That's the key. Uh, but here we are back at the studio, you know, moved my family to Kansas. Yeah. Um, so we could have the family structure support system with my job and back in, in uh, you know, Pastor Rob's studio, which was mine for my show and uh, having fun hanging out. We'll be doing the White Rose Resistance National Live Tour uh-huh. for my new organization on Sunday, September 4th at, at Godspeed Calvary Chapel, all three services. And uh, I think we're doing like nine or ten churches. This is number two all before the end of November wow. and got like five churches that are, that are wanting 2023 mm-hmm. turning point faith sponsored and, um, promoted. 
Um, and so very excited about that. This is how we're getting this organization off the ground because we are in deep need of Christian resistance in a post-Roe America and in this current political moment. Yeah, and I think it goes beyond just the um, abortion debate at this point because um, I'm sure you've seen some of the you know videos that are coming out that are you know sort of propaganda against Christians yep. and some of the the movement. Of course, you know I joke on the show you know that I, I'm a Christo fascist, Christo fascist, Bryce Eddy, and, uh, well, and a Christian did, nationalist. D- didn't people um, who hate you label you that? Yeah, 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 of Which course. Is all, isn't that always fun? Yeah, of course. Um, and then uh, the, the latest. Yeah, that's the new deplorable. Ultra MAGA. Uh, ultra <laughs> MAGA. Ultra MAGA. You know, um, I didn't vote for Donald Trump the first time around, you know. Um, and now partly because I live here in California and I didn't think it counted. Um, uh, and so I wanted to be able to have these authentic conversations with people and say, hey, he wasn't my guy because <laughs> he really wasn't my guy. And right. then he ended up surprising me and and I think most conservatives and, and he governed quite conservatively and he did some pretty epic things. Well, um, the most conservative president in my lifetime. Yeah, no, uh, true true and it's uh it's wild to uh see that the what the political opposition has done to him and now what they're they're afraid of conservatives they're afraid of christians and so they they have to work to silence our voices so you know you you have a hostile uh department of justice you have a hostile um fbi which is their enforcement arm and and so now you've got them calling us terrorists. Yeah. Stochastic terrorists is yep. the latest made-up term, by the way. And yes, it is made up. Just because stochastic is a mathematical term, you guys combine these two <laughs> words never before talked about, huh. um, and then all of a sudden it's everywhere within yep. one week. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some PR guy got a hold of that one. You know, um, one of the reasons that you and I you know, have called Godspeak Calvary Chapel home and why we love Rob so much is because he more than so many pastors understand the importance of being a student of history, um, which is, is really, is really just being a student of your family. Um, you know, many of us have been here for generations. Um, why would you not want to know the history of your family, what struggles they went through, how they got to America, you know, how they built themselves up and the country that enabled them to do that. And, but we, we have, we've forgotten history for so long. And, and I know it's, it's an, you know, it's an old axiom, but it's no less true because of it, that those who forget their history are doomed to repeat it. And so everything you just described, Bryce, about the, what do we want to call it on today's show? The liberal establishment, the culture of death, the blob, Um, the theocracy of secular progressivism, it's all the same thing. The attacks that they're ramping up against Christians, but you know what? Anyone who is a heretic of their regime, who, who dares oppose them, who dares show up at a school board meeting and says, I'm a father of two kids, and you're pushing pornographic, quote unquote, sex ed in the classroom, you're a disgusting pervert and we're going to primary you. And Merrick Garland, the attorney general of the United States, come out because he's still pissed off that he didn't get a seat on the Supreme Court. Yeah. This is his fury against conservatives for withholding him that seat. And he labels us domestic terrorists. But if you were an actual domestic terrorist, 
in Antifa and BLM, and you burnt down whole yeah. city blocks in America's major metropolitan cities, much of which were black-owned businesses, Kamala Harris tweets out fundraising links to raise the fund to pay your bail to get you back out on the street. These terms, domestic terrorism, man, woman, reproductive health care, misinformation, science, these terms mean nothing. It's like talking to someone from another country, Bryce. Leftism really comes with a lexicon, and if you don't read it, you don't know how to understand what they're saying. I'm not speaking hyperbolically. Literally, we say the same words, and we mean polar opposite things. So what does that do to a republic? What does that do to the yeah. social fabric? It causes chaos. And there's, an, there's, there's a man, or there's a person, rather, there's a spirit who's been known to cause chaos for generations. Amen. His name's the Lord of Flies, the Prince of Demons, Satan himself, that serpent, that snake, and his followers will cause chaos as well because in so doing, they can upend society, burn it down to the ashes, and recreate it for, in their own images. And so all of these attacks against those who would speak truth and contend for truth and life in the public square are revealing what Christians need to wake up to, that the culture war was really just always a proxy war for the spiritual war. That was a beautiful exhortative rant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what you and I do, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs> um, I still think people would have paid for our uh, our two whiskeys in conversation in Montana on our bear hunt trip. Oh yeah, but people will just have to wonder about that again. Yeah, yeah. I wish I wish we could have filmed that one. That would have been great pod, <laughs> yeah. great pod. Um, no, you know what? Uh, it, it's uh, it's absolutely insane what's happening because you're right going back to the language they are they um they do use words and mean something completely different and then when you say wait a second that's not what that means a day or two later they go to you know miriam webster and they have them change the definition yeah i mean we're we've watched that happen yep i think by my count three or four times this that's year right. where they have changed the definition uh -huh. after we have yep. objected to the meaning of the word i mean literally yep. that's what they have and done. here's why that's important bryce because language shapes the way we think and it colors the way that we see the world sure and so language in our book the book of reality that we live in bryce they're pointers, right? Language is a point. Words yeah. are pointers. Yeah. Because when I say the word man, I know this is trippy. I know I know listeners are going to freak out on this, all your Christo-fascist tyrant, tyrant followers, Bryce. But when I say man, I actually don't mean woman. Yeah. So words are pointing to something that exists in the real world. Right. So when you redefine all of that, it causes confusion and chaos. And here's the here's the thing. And this is this is a lesson from the Nazis, Bryce. If you tell a lie long enough and you say it over and over and over and over again, people will eventually come to believe it. Mm -hmm. That's not me, uh, Bryce. That's Joseph Goebbels, the Nazi propagandist, yeah. who once famously defined the term fake news. And Bryce, he said, if you tell a lie big enough and you keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. Um, uh, the state, <clears throat> or he said that, the state um, must exercise all of its powers to repress dissent and shield the people from the political consequences of the state's lies because the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie. Yep. And therefore, by extension, says Goebbels, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. The liberal regime in America today, Bryce, has just imbibed the Joseph Goebbels approach to the culture wars. 
because they know that what they're saying is a lie, but they'll just repeat it over and over and over again, redefine everything. And they know that unfortunately history has taught us a lot of people will go along with it. Yeah, I mean, that's why they use euphemisms, because euphemisms are the perfect thing. Um, you know, this uh, gender-affirming care yeah, euphemism yeah. That's, that's like the latest big one, right? Yeah, yeah. Gender-affirming you know, care, yeah. Gender-affirming care. Yeah. Well, you don't Genital mutilation. Gender-affirming yeah. You mean cutting off care. a five-year-old's penis. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> now, okay, now I've, this is the part, Seth, where I have to correct you. They aren't cutting off five-year-old's penises. You know, they wait until oh, they're 15. Oh, it's just eight. Oh, no, what is it now? Uh, well, no, I mean, look, the, the, the truth isn't, because we'll get called out on this, is is that we, uh, there's documented evidence and instances and their own words and on video they're admitting that there is no um, gone through the proper procedures there's no um, age that's too young um, that that just came out um, and and this one particular doctor that is estimated to have earned 20 million dollars doing I, these has, has, has said that right wicked um, they they uh, They'll say, oh, well, okay, certain things are not being done, but then we do know that they're doing um, <coughs> mastectomies at, at, at as early as 13, 14, 15. Yep. You know, there's, they're admitting all of this yep. stuff. Healthy girls just lopping um, off body parts. What is going to come? And now um, they'll say, oh, the data shows that they're very happy afterwards and there's been no problems and all stuff. Okay, they've yeah. been doing this yeah, for all no, of... There's no long-term uh, data. Yeah, yeah uh, all of, um, you know, two weeks they've been doing this yep. stuff and they've been pushing this on us in this, you know, new dystopian reality that we're in. The uh, coming effects of this, you know, we're going to have Chloe Cole on the show here um, in a couple of weeks. Um, I, I've got uh, Scott Nugent coming on as well. And so people that have gone through those things where they describe Good. how they were pushed through that process yep. or encouraged through that process or groomed through that process. Yep. And been told that, oh, all of the ailments and all the things that you're feeling frustrated and confused by and all these things that are going on it's in you. because of Republicans. Yeah. It's, Christians. It, well, we know it is. They don't affirm is. you. It's That's because conservatives don't affirm yep. your identity. And they but, blame the suicide rate in yeah. the transgender and homosexual community to people who won't affirm their gender delusions. Back to the othering yeah. of conservatives and pro-lifers, labeling us as the threat to democracy, yeah. us as the domestic terrorists, that we're murdering transgender people as if there, as if, as if there is even such a thing as a transgender person well, I have a, because I have a of message. our refusal to affirm quote-unquote yeah. their reality i have a message to these whack job parents that are allowing this to happen because it is their responsibility yeah. when you know these <laughs> kids are young like this and you're putting them on on puberty blockers and, and we should not be apologizing for this at all uh, for opposing this and we shouldn't be backing down which is what they want us to do yeah, that's right but the <laughs> truth is is they are going to have a rough time, uh, you whack jobs, in seven to ten years. And that is being proven out. And now we're going to have a big spike and a big yeah. collection of You're going to have adult children suing kids, their parents. All of these kids that, yep. that needed guidance, needed love, needed help through what I believe can be genuine confusion. Okay, yep. And there are genuine instances of gender dysphoria. I don't believe all of these <coughs> cases are gender dysphoria. No, um, I, uh, I believe a lot of these are akin to, you know, what we had with cutting or twitching or, you know, yeah. all these manifestations. Well, it's a social contagion. Yeah. It is a social contagion. And again, there are real people that suffer from gender dysphoria. And those people need to be loved through that as well. Yeah. And, and you need to take care of these people and you yeah. need to affirm reality you know what's funny <clears throat> let's speak about speaking of reality bryce <clears throat> is that if this is all natural and biological and this is part of the the you know the progressive uh you know the progressive ascent 
into justice, right? The, the arc of history is long, but it bends towards justice, Obama told us, right? <laughs> if this is all part of the moral arc of the universe, then why do we never see the same data from other parts of the world? You know what? Other parts of the same country, Bryce. It's yeah. very funny when you look at transgender, quote unquote, rates across the country. They tend to be in blue states and big blue cities. And it's far less. Seth, that's because blue states are more accepting and they feel safer. <laughs> See, that, of course, that's the response. They feel safer yeah. Yeah, in yeah. these environments. And like the, uh, you know, there's a recent But then you just do TikTok. the years. Lives you just look TikTok. at 1960. Yeah. 1950. Same Democrat-run cities. And, and what, su suddenly... Democrats, they were wicked then. I guess Democrats were transphobes in those cities in yeah, the 50s, yeah. and now they're excited. No, of course not, because it's a social contagion. Yeah, well, you know, libs of TikTok uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, shot out a video of this of this uh, teacher. You know, of course, she's got the Halloween hair, and she's there saying, um, I, I, all of my kids, <laughs> no, not all of them, like 20 kids in my class came out as non-binary. Wow, can you imagine that, that they could only feel safe here in my classroom yeah. to do this? Groomer. And I think it was like second graders Groomer. or something like that. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, that, that, that's, that's wicked. It's, it's silly um, as well. Yep. You know, these are you know, very vulnerable kids that should be being protected in the care of a school teacher second as well. Second grade, wow. Um, that's, but but your second seven? graders... Um, second grade is, is that seven uh, or eight? like six, seven, I think. Yeah, wild. Um, and I so could get a, it, my son will be seven in two years, um, <clears throat> two, a little over two years. I, I have no doubt in my mind that if I said it enough and I acted and lived like it, I could full blown get my son to believe at seven years old that Jedi's exist. Oh, full blown, yeah. no doubt about well, it. We get him to believe Santa Claus exists. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for the kids that are listening. I didn't mean to get that spoiled. <laughs> in the car right now. <laughs> Whoops. What, mom? <laughs> what well, did Mister yeah. Eddie say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I mean, kids are so impressionable, and they'll believe anything that they're told, especially if the lie is repeated enough times. And and it hasn't been funny in the last uh, year or so, Bryce, to watch the left lose their mind. Over the over one of the best constructed phrases on the conservative side of the aisle, and of course that word or phrase is "okay groomer." Yeah. Because what did they say about any conservative who was over fifty that they hated? They called it "okay boomer," right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so the conservatives were like "okay groomer," and they freaking hated it. They're well, because it was great. And, and yeah, and so and I, I sat with a guy, uh, had a cup of coffee with him, and um, uh, you know, gay man, gay married. Um, Delightful cup of coffee, actually. You know, um, very left wing, very on the other side of me. He's he's been listening to this, so he can be my personal fact checker. And uh, I'm literally, um, but but I liked him. I, I did. Uh, and his argument was that you um, you can't use that term because that term is uh, an attack against the whole of the LGBTQ community. But it's not. No, not at all. It's an attack against the people that are grooming there's children. A, there's a very popular Instagram account called Gays Against Groomers. Yeah, it, uh, it is. <laughs> but it is a direct attack against people that are behaving um, in those actions, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, regardless of any of their sexual orientation. And 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 I believe, and that's true. I have not seen. I mean, now there are you know jerks and there are, you know nasty people online that are disparaging people for all sorts of reasons and doing all sorts of wickedness. Yeah. But by and large, it is precisely directed 
at the people that are engaging in a particular behavior. And that behavior is the sexualization of little kids yep. and giving them inappropriate <clears throat> content at young ages against the will of parents, especially. Yep, especially, yeah. If you're talking about sex things and sex anything with children, you are by definition a groomer. Um, well, that's, if you're not the parent. And that is true because you have... Uh, like when you have to go become a coach on a kid's soccer team and things like that, you actually go yep. through training to be able to identify that. Yep. And, and, and You want to know something wild, Bryce? Yeah. So if uh, <clears throat> you should actually have this guest on Liberty Station. Her name's Audrey Werner. Um, I just had her back on for the second time. And she is one of the most knowledgeable people about the what we call sort of the long walk through the institutions. Mm -hmm. But as it pertains to the culture wars um, and as it pertains to the sexualization of children, the legacy of Alfred Kinsey, the Sexuality Information Education Council of the United States, which now has like various like branches off that tree, like health connected teen talk or advocates for youth. If you've heard of any of these organizations, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. they're branches off of that same tree or that same large branch called the Sexuality and Information Education Council of the United States, started by Mary Calderon, the former medical director for Planned Parenthood with seed money from Hugh Hefner with a board member named Wardell Pomeroy, who had been the executive director of the Kinsey Institute at Indiana University and was part of the pro-incest lobby and told Time Magazine in a 1980 interview that incest between children and adults can sometimes be beneficial. All of that to Kinsey, who's the the, the sort of the the uh, you know um, the the tree itself, and then all of the roots, which are all these sort of communist, um, socialist, sexually obsessed culture warriors. Yes. Okay. So Audrey Werner made an interesting observation on my show recently, um, a point of fact rather that did you know, Price, before 1972, interesting, the year before Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. So when you study the sexuality education campaign and the abortion industry you're basically driving on the same highway those two lanes go the same place and they're right next to each other the whole time it's a fascinating conversation so in 19 before 1972 bryce if you said the phrase sexual intercourse that's it if you said the phrase sexual intercourse in a public school you could be or you could either be sued or convicted for grooming, hmm. for saying the phrase sexual intercourse. Now we have pictures of men doing dogs uh, uh, and, oh. and every range of masturbatory sexual or, positions in fifth, fourth, yeah. third grade curriculum. And it's totally fine, Bryce, because it's just follow the science. Don't you know that, that you bigot? In teen talk, they put in the abstinence chapter... Anal sex. Yep. And oral sex. Yep. That is not abstinence, folks. Yep. Oh, yeah, we teach abstinence. That's why they did that, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, we yeah. teach abstinence. It oh, yeah. Well, back to redefine, redefine. everything, Bryce. That's it. Here's another example on the abortion issue. Um, did you know that when the abortion industry wanted to start um, popularizing and selling the pill, right, the birth control pill, ACOG, the American College of College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, a radically pro-abortion group, by the, by the way. We've done whole episodes on that. Radically pro-abortion. They've, they've opposed every state-level pro-life legislation or bill in the country. Okay. And they're, they're obs that's the College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. You're supposed to be about protecting patients. Hippocratic Oath. No, kill the babies. Okay. Um, when they wanted to start selling the pill, you know what they did? They colluded to redefine the broadly held consensus and definition that life began at conception 
to life beginning at implantation because the pill, Bryce, if it doesn't prevent conception, because I, I meet people, right, I right, talks right. all the time. Sometimes I get these questions. Hey, Seth. So um, my mom was on the pill when she got pregnant with me, right? So it's not foolproof, but, right. but one of the things that it can do if it fails to prevent conception is it can be an abortifacient, right. meaning it, it, it prevents implantation so they wanted to they wanted to waylay the concerns of pro-lifers who understood that life began at conception by just redefining that human life doesn't begin at conception it begins at implantation the medical establishments they did this they redefined and they've been redefining everything ever since yeah that is their their uh thing fascinating um you know 1984 uh, george orwell which you should read it yeah. I, I read it uh, this last year to um, to my kids um yeah wow. my, my you know my girls are now grown women yeah, but yeah. Uh, but we were reading at the dinner table and um over about the last year at the end of it, it's got this afterword that includes uh, this whole thing on language. Mm. And, and that is the best right. part of that entire book yep. because it lays out if you eliminate words, if you change words, if you reduce the language down, that's why they had news speak, yeah, then, you, then it right. does prevent people from thinking. The Ministry of Truth. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's uh, it's Oceana has always been at war with East Asia, Bryce. That's right. <laughs> well, you know, the character Winston in Orwell's book, it's actually a fascinating line from the book, maybe the most fascinating line from the book. And like Bryce said, you guys should all go read it. But he said, uh, in the end, the party would declare that two and two made five. And you would have to believe it. It was inevitable yes. that they should make this claim sooner or later. You see, the logic of their position demanded it. Mm -hmm. Not merely the validity of experience, but the very existence of an external reality was tacitly denied by their philosophy. The heresy of heresies was common sense. That is leftism today in America. Yeah. It, not merely your experience as a conservative pro-lifer, but the very fact that there could be an external reality out there that we're beholden to is denied by the philosophy of leftism. Say that two and two makes five, Bryce. Say a man can be a woman. Say a woman can be a man. Say pre-born babies aren't persons. Say gender-affirming care is health care. Say abortion is health care. Yeah. And the only way that we're going to resist that as Christians is by beginning with resistance. We can't end with resistance, but we must never play party to a lie. Well, we we missed out because we played party to a lie. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I and Matt Walsh, I've I've said this on the show, and I always want to give him credit, but he he articulates that process really really well. You know where it, it started with our tolerance, right? Now, well, you went viral now, that, on my Instagram reels when you were on my podcast for saying this. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but but I mean it's uh, but but it's uh, say it again yeah it's a huge thing because you know they wanted tolerance and and that idea I mean as a as a believer you know we want to love other people right, right. we want to live and let live right. uh, um, you know God is going to judge well they also uh, redefined tolerance that's yes. the whole point <laughs> well that's exactly right you know so so now they've never been tolerant of us you know um, the the people right now that we're fighting against like the people that are in my uh, feed. Uh, you know, calling us uh, Christo-fascists and things like that. They would, they want us dead. Oh yeah. I mean, they that those the you they're the people who are calling us. You know, the party of hate, the party yep. bigotry, all that stuff. They want us not to exist, not to be able to exercise our free speech, yep. not to be able to say our opinion, even if it doesn't step on them. Yep. Just us saying no, we we are not game for this, and yep. we don't like this, and we don't want this to enter into our household, yep. right? No, 
you cannot exist. Because it's an alternative opinion, yeah. and people will tend to believe it, which means they'll tend to reject liberalism. Yeah, so now we were we were tolerant, by the way, Christians, of a whole bunch of things that we ought not to have been a, a tolerant yeah, All the way of, back right? to the 60s. All kinds of things, yep. you know? And so so anyway, so they wanted tolerance. They, they kind of got that. Then they wanted acceptance. They want us to just be like, oh, yeah, fine, it's right. They don't want us to just tolerate. Right. They want us to accept it. Right. And say Gay that, marriage yes, is marriage. Right. right. Give us marriage. Uh, then it is, okay, now we want you to celebrate it. Okay. Participate. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Uh, no, that's celebrate. Some, yeah. Celebrates the, 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 that, that's right. that part where, okay, now you've got to fly the flags too. You've that's got right. to put in your profile, your, um, yep. your uh, pronouns, yep. you know, all that sort of stuff. And then it goes to that participation yeah. and that participation level is where we are saying oh yeah of course <laughs> a man can get pregnant yeah absolutely most definitely that's right yeah yeah they want us to be at that point yeah. and if we don't go all along that spectrum again they want us to be dead yep 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 that's right today political correctness bryce just means lies political correctness is just to say the lie because everything, every phrase and word that is politically correct in today's American political discourse is a lie. Um, and uh, there's this fascinating, I shared this on a podcast episode with a, a pastor recently, and we actually repost that on my podcast as well. Um, I don't know if I shared it with you, Bryce, but I think I think Liberty Station listeners, and, and you will appreciate this, um, he's, a, he's a prison physician and psychiatrist in England, and uh, he wrote a phenomenal book called Life at the Bottom about the worldview of the underclass. Um, and he goes by a proxy. He's actually been on Jordan Peterson's podcast. Um, but I encourage you guys to check him out. Um, I'll give you the name in one second because his name just slipped my mind. But he said, in my study of communist societies, I came to the conclusion that the purpose of communist propaganda was not to persuade or convince, not to inform. The purpose was to humiliate. Mm. And therefore, the less it corresponded to reality, the better. When people are forced to remain silent, when they are being told the most obvious lies, or even worse, Bryce, when they're forced to repeat the lies themselves, celebration, mm -hmm. they lose once and for all their sense of integrity. Yeah. To assent to obvious lies, Bryce, in some way makes one evil oneself. And then your standing to resist anything is thus eroded and destroyed. A society of emasculated liars is easy to control. Mm -hmm. And I think if you examine political correctness, it has the same effect and is intended to. Political correctness is communist propaganda yeah. wow. writ small. Say the lie, and we're going to lie to you so blatantly, like so shamelessly, that it, it should be, it, it'll scandalize you. Yeah. So that the power of the mob will either force you into silence or the desire to protect yourself and your family will force you into participation. To say the lie too, to go along, to get along, to get crumbs from the table of secular progressivism so your leftist friends won't come after your family, so you can keep your place at the table, so your career won't be compromised by today's tyrants and the theocracy of secular progressivism. Yeah. But then you will have no respect for yourself anymore. It's, it's almost a psychological assassination to murder the soul and the spirit because if you can get them to participate in a lie, they won't stand up against much else. And in the long run, Bryce, 
they won't even have any respect for themselves anymore for playing party to the most blatant of all lies. And if we've ever seen blatant lies being spread and celebrated, it's never been more so than this moment right now in American political history. And so C.S. Lewis, seeing almost all of this, gave a powerful description of where that leads for the soul of the Christian in the country. So maybe we'll get to that later. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> Man, I, I love just winding you up and go. <laughs> I did that over a couple of whiskeys, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I, I, yeah, I don't even know where to go from here in our culture right now because um, it is, uh, other than to, there's a somewhat wait and see. You know, now I've, I've irritated a couple people because I've said, all right, hey, save the receipts and we'll see. Because right. in the because a lot of the the seeds that are being sowed right now as oh no this is good this is important this is great yeah. you know um, the the transgender thing is only one of those things um, over time we're going to see the destruction yep. you know um, yep. the the um, you know experimental vax the um, all of those sort of things that are happening right now the little bit of tyranny here and there yep. um, I I said it you know two years ago the moment we locked down we we're going to have food shortages. Yep, uh, we're going to have serious supply chain issues, and people are going to go hungry, and it's going to be a tragedy. Uh, you saw um, President Trump victoriously, uh, you know, be vindicated because he said to a laughing German um, diplomat crowd, he said, "You're going to be beholden unto Russia for energy, right?" And he said, "It's it's going to come, and and you're going to be in a tight spot." And he was uh, fact checked. He was uh, mocked. Oh, 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 Trump. Oh, now he's an energy expert. Yeah, yeah. You know that all over the news media, and of course now what's happening? Wow. You know, people are they're 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 <laughs> hunting in the forests for wood, like they were back in the wow. Middle Ages. Wow. Right now in Germany, uh, because of their shortages, yep. and because of what Russia is doing to them. Yep. Um, but all of the these things come home to roost now. I'll, I'll be wrong about some things, no doubt. Yep. Um, we'll all be wrong about things. That's what you know. Prognosticators get. You yep. know, you get some things right, you get some things wrong. But man, we've been right so far about a lot of this yep. stuff. Yep. And and they're going to never apologize. By the way, the people that kept these kids masked that now are are seeing the data come out on developmental issues. Yep. Yep. Because of keeping these kids masked for Bryce, did you see that no C- CNN's top medical analyst, Leanna Wen, who was formerly the president of Planned Parenthood, yeah, just came out and said that her daughter is having severe learning disabilities and delayed um development because of the masking and she said i learned an important lesson about drawbacks no she did yes this just, oh and God. bryce i was like screaming at my phone i was like are you freaking kidding me that's the, what we all said the, we said the wild politics isn't is an issue of drawbacks it's an issue of weighing various risks, right? risks yeah. and benefits and we said that this came with huge risks that this would be very detrimental and it would have been better to allow herd immunity to happen than to entertain the delusion that a face diaper 
uh, the, the, the underwear that can't stop a fart uh, <laughs> doesn't mean that a mask can't stop a cough. I mean, come on, right? And and we were laughed and and we were reviled and we were mocked. And now CNN's top medical analyst is going, Still oh, now. shoot, this was really damaging to my kid. Still now, though, what they what they say is that, well, that was the best information we had at the time. <laughs> right, and right. we were essentially, we were right at the time. You were still wrong. Yeah, yeah. We were right at the time. You were just bloviating and blowing this out your backside because you didn't really know, Seth, because we're the scientists over here. Right, right. You know, that because I've actually heard people make that kind of strange yeah. argument yeah, yeah. that, oh, no, we weren't wrong. We just, we've learned some things yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. The science has developed. Yeah. Now we're operating under well, a new understanding of science. Back then, you were just operating under common sense. Yeah, yeah. And we don't count yeah, that yeah, for yeah, nothing. Yeah, totally. Well, to bring it back to sort of, um, you know, the moral issues um just because you know my podcast is a pro-life culture war podcast yeah um but i we should talk about all all the covid mass mass stuff of course but to to actually to to bolster your point but to apply it to what i do we don't even need to be super informed about the data in order to not trust these people now notice how i phrase that sentence because i'm not saying it's unimportant to be informed about the data and children's health defense yeah. and Robert Kennedy Jr. and vaccines and all that. I'm not saying that at all. Of course you should be informed of that. The Bible says my people suffer for lack of knowledge. And a watchman is needs to understand the times he lives in. Um, so I'm not saying that. I'm saying you don't need to know that to not trust these people. Right. Because we're talking about people who believe that men can be women, that women can be men, and that that's just the science, Bryce. We're also talking about people, because all the top people who pushed all the mandates and the shutdowns, they're all pro-abortion as well. And they're all pro-transgenderism. So the and very people who say and follow pro the science. Whatever it is, they're in. Right, believe that unborn humans are not persons with no rights and that a man can become a woman. To which I said, Bryce, then I would like to take this time and opportunity right now at this moment in the American culture war to speak my truth. And to say that I, too, also identify as trans-vaccinated. You see, Bryce, (laughs) last year I announced that I was Sally. And I was able to liberate Sally from the bodily prison of Seth. So being very comfortable and accustomed with the path of liberating the real person from the bondage of biology, Mm -hmm. I have discovered the way, Bryce to liberate my vaccination status from my unjabbed body. I may not have the spike protein, right? It's because I never received the Fauci ouchie. But transgenderism taught me in my journey of coming out as Sally that the body means nothing, that biological, physical realities provide no rational basis for who the real person is in the real world. And so because a woman was trapped in the bodily constraint of the Seth prison, then simultaneously, my vaccination status resided in my unjabbed body. And Bryce, I have to say this. I got to speak my truth. I always kind of knew that I was born in a vaccinated body. I always felt like I was supposed to be a vaccinated person. 
And, and so this journey has been so enlightening and wonderful to me. And all the transvaxphobes out there who are saying that the body is the real you and that therefore you have a phallic and so you have to be a man are the same people telling me that the body is the real person and so therefore the fact that I don't have the spike protein means that I cannot have been vaccinated, but they're denying my existence as a vaccinated person. <laughs> now listen, Bryce. If that doesn't you make did sense, that well. and that's nonsense, yeah. then so is transgenderism. Well, it, and if it, that's you're nonsense, being consistent, and transgenderism is nonsense, Bryce, then so is being pro-choice. You told me before we started recording today that you wanted to talk about how the spirit of the age operates in a very similar way and how these leading moral culture issues have something similar in common. And I'm here to tell you and your listeners today, it's an old heresy called Gnostic dualism yeah. or body self-dualism. And by the way, church fathers deemed Christians who espoused this as heretics. The church has declared this a heresy for centuries. Now for people going, Seth, why are you talking about religion right now? Why are you talking about heresy? To wake you up, Christian, to the fact that the culture war was always just a proxy war for the spiritual war Amen. to wake you up to the fact that we're not contending against an alternative politics. We're contending against an alternative religion. And leftism has body self-dualism as sort of its core religious tenet that undergirds and animates all of its political goals because they believe that the body means nothing. They don't believe, Bryce, that real persons are bodies. Body self-dualism teaches that the body is just a shell right. for the real person, which is why us as phallic holders can actually be women, Bryce. Mm. Why? Because the body provides no rational basis for who the real person actually is in the real world, which is why then I said, of course, then, then the biological reality of my unjabbed body does not prevent me from identifying as a vaccinated person. It's operating off of the same false anthropology of the human person, and this is what also enables them to be pro-choice, because what do they say? They say, the baby may be human, because I guess I have to affirm the law of biogenesis, Bryce, which states that all living things reproduce after their own kind. It has human parents, so I guess it's human, Bryce. Mm -hmm. And most pro-aborts will admit the unborn baby is a human. So it has a human body, <laughs> but they'll say, but it's not a person and therefore doesn't have any rights. It's operating off of the same old ancient Gnostic dualist, dualistic heresy, which never made sense and always results in chaos and confusion. Oh, right. Back to the top of the show. Yeah. The spirit of the age and his followers and acolytes always want to create confusion and chaos. And let me debunk body self-dualism in a few sentences, and I'll throw it back to you, my buff, gracious host. <laughs> if Gnostic dualism is true, Bryce, it means that you've never hugged me. You've never hugged your wife. You've never hugged your daughters because you can't hug thoughts, aims, consciousness, and desires. Remember, they believe the real person is their thoughts, aim, consciousness, and desires. That's what animates the real person. The body's just a shell that that person happens to live in. It also means that if psychologists, yeah, we're just meatbags. If, if a psychologist, Bryce, cures multiple personality disorder, he'd be guilty of mass homicide because each personality would have different thoughts, aims, and desires. Now, this, of course, is ludicrous. Nobody would ever contend for that statement in the real world. But it's the natural conclusion of this old, kooky, ancient, false anthrop anthropological view of the human person called body self-dualism. We have many reasons to reject it. But for the church, the, what the church needs to understand right now is, look, I just proved to you this was a spiritual battle. Christ says that's a heresy, Bryce, because what? He comes in a body. Mm-hmm. And when he rises, he doesn't rise as a spirit. Right. He rises with the holes in his hands still. 
to declare the truth that we are both body and soul. Both things matter. Yeah. So that's Amen. this false religion that we're actually contending against. But you see the politics always masqueraded as, I'm sorry, the false religion always masqueraded as just politics or just yeah. the science they, to keep the politically impotent pastors silent. Yeah, they, they do that. So I had Douglas Wilson on the, on the yeah, podcast yeah, on, on my birthday, which was great. And See, uh, the FBI just raided their church gathering uh, um, for worshiping and singing psalms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Domestic think, terrorists, of yeah, course, because they're sent, domestic you terrorists. You sent me that. Yeah, they, they had a, um, for those who have not followed that story, they, they have a summer gathering and like festival and that kind of thing. Yep. And the FBI had a presence there to, to watch out and look at things. Yeah, that's right. You know, and and made themselves known, but but uh, you know, keeping an eye on these. Uh, yep. Uh, dangerous today, September first, Bryce. Today, September first, mm-hmm. when we're recording this. Today, this morning, bro, Karine Jean Pierre, Jen Saki's circle back replacement, yeah. just said again, bro, just said again that the that <laughs> the real threat to democracy are the domestic terrorists known as MAGA Republicans. She just said this this morning, yeah. bro. Yeah, it's wild. And Jen Psaki, back in May of 2022, she clarified less pro-lifers think that they're excluded from that political attack. Jen Psaki clarified in May of 2022, she said, when we say MAGA Republicans, we're also referring to those who try to impede a woman's access to health care. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I mean, it's... Uh, that, that, domestic terrorists tuning out. <laughs> that That is their... Uh, that... that that is going to be the catch-all. So, you know, if you are patriotic of any way, they can just throw you in that bucket. If you, you know, uh, fly a flag at your business or, yeah, you know, anything, they'll throw you to in democracy. That. Uh, if you have a, a, a copy of the pocket constitution, yep. you know, ooh, that's, that's well, uh, well, the paraphernalia. Rosary, did you see the piece by over at the Atlantic? The rosary is actually now a sign of domestic terrorism as well. Yeah, uh, I uh, I wore my tactical rosary the other day. I had a buddy that gave yep. me a rosary, and, you know, I'm not Catholic, but yep. uh, but I threw on my tactical rosary just to make jokes about yep, it. Yep. <laughs> you, know. you know, we should wind down with this, Bryce. This is a powerful uh, thing for the church to consider. Um, what were the churches? that Ruth sent us and Jane's Revenge, the pro-abortion domestic terrorist groups, what what churches were they targeting in the leak of Roe v. Wade and then after the overturning? Bro, it was largely Catholic churches. Yeah, They were not attacking evangelical churches who, as Pastor Rob says, wait downstream to pick up human heartache that they helped create by their political apathy upstream. Yes, true. They were attacking the churches who they knew, they knew, in the American culture war, posed a threat to their regime and their goals. And yeah. so it should come as no surprise that the Atlantic smears the the rosary as a sign of domestic terrorism. Now, you and I are not Catholics, but we do need to acknowledge this. Catholics have been far more faithful contending for the lives of the unborn in the public square than Protestants have True. been. Wake up, church. Who are they targeting? If you're if you're taking, if you're not taking shots, you're not over the target. The yeah. reason they hate us is because we're compromising their sacrament of abortion, their sacrament of gender-affirming health care, and genital mutilation. What is it about secular progressivism, by the way, Bryce, that makes you want to Chop up kids. Yeah, it's wild. Um, my my wife's Aunt Rosie, by the way, just a testimony to the Catholic thing. Um, she's Catholic, and her and and Uncle Joe, um, wonderful people. God bless you, Auntie Rosie. Um, <laughs> uh, chokes me up sometimes thinking about Amen. just how sweet they are. But uh, they go and stand in front of Planned Parenthood. I think weekly. I mean, 
Yep. Pretty amazing. Where are we doing that? Where are we? Yep. Yeah. I don't know why that made me yep. emotional, but anyway, love Auntie Rosie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but and, and those will be the heroes one day, huh? Yeah, dude. At the marriage supper of the Lamb. Yeah. When we're telling our stories, right? Yeah. And we're we're praising what God did through the church, in you know at this moment. Amen. It, it's it, imagine the stories and, and witness that people like that are going to have. Yeah. And there's going to be some Christians in heaven, Bryce, who will who will scrape by on grace and grace alone. Praise God. But what's going to be your testimony at the marriage supper of the Lamb? What story are you going to tell? And your Aunt Rosie and the pro-lifers I work with and the pro-life leaders we have raised up at God's Calvary oh, yeah. Chapel and at churches that God providentially has used me to wake people up to, to contend outside of today's concentration camps, will say, I stood outside of the doors of death and I pled for the life of the orphan doomed to die because you told me you love orphans and widows in their distress. And if we're to care for the orphan whose life is endangered because his parents are dead, how much more was I to care for the orphan in the womb whose life is endangered because his parents wanted him dead. And these children were born and fulfilled their purposes on this world that you knit them together in their mother's womb to fulfill. Yeah. Never forget what Jesus said about John the Baptist. He called him the greatest, the greatest. How did John the Baptist get killed? He called out the political authorities for public sin and he got his head chopped off. Yeah. We need more John the Baptist we right do. now. We do. We and, do. And, you know, I'm afraid that America is moving in that direction with all that's going on. Yep. Um, I know you commented on this, and I and I apologize. I didn't see the comments, and I apologize to your audience um, uh, if you're going to repeat this. But but I saw that you had a little clip where you talked about Seth Dillon on Joe Rogan's show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I wanted to get your thoughts on that real quick, as you know, we're we're winding up here, um, because uh, I have I have thoughts. I think he did a great job, except for getting sucked into that stupid rape. Um, uh, argument that they always lead with, and and Joe, I know him personally, trained jujitsu with him for many years. Yeah. Um, I, I think highly of his evolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 uh, wow. I think he's doing important yeah. things uh, in having guys like Seth on, yeah. and and I've seen him just you know just grow tremendously over the years. Um, uh, so good dude. Uh, but but Seth got sucked into that. And what I do in that conversation when people go, well, what about rape or incest? I, I just start with, okay, let's say that we could somehow, you know, negotiate that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I give and you the rape exception, will you join me to fight against ending all other abortions for all yeah. other cases? And they say, no, of course not. And so I say, so why are you hiding behind rape victims to make yourself look more compassionate? Yeah, you and don't I support abortion in that. the case of rape. You support it in any case for no reason or any reason at all because you're a bigot and you deny the right to life to an entire class of human beings. If the mother shouldn't be allowed to kill her rapist who is guilty, why should she be allowed to kill her unborn child who is just as innocent as she is? Amen. We can do that whole thing. Um, but they never cared about these things. No, they always don't. just about power and their political ideology and it's always about pushing us into a corner and and so you know my advice would be don't be pushed into that corner yeah, it yeah. represents such a tiny fraction yep. of yeah, yeah. abortions that exist so let's let's you know ignore that yep. and let's address the real things that are yep. happening here. that's right don't let them back into that corner yep. but anyway what what were your thoughts on that uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I, my only thought is this. I, I'm very upset that I was not the first Seth on Joe Rogan's <laughs> podcast to publicly challenge Amen. his pro-abortion position. I'm, I'm a little bit pissed that there was another Amen. Seth that got to do that first. Those, those are my only thoughts on that. But speak life, Christian. Contend for life in the public square. Amos 5.15 says to, to seek justice and, and correct oppression. 
um, and to uh, establish justice in the courts or in the gates. And it may be that um, that God will be gracious to the remnant of Joseph. Mm -hmm. And that's what the church needs to embrace today, um, that we're going to contend for righteousness in the public square and seek to influence secular governments for God's purposes so that maybe God will be gracious to the remnant. Amen. Amen. So where can uh, our friends get a hold of you? Where yeah, well, I'm, I'm the CEO and founder of the new nonprofit, The White Rose Resistance. You can go to thewhiterose.life, thewhiterose.life. You can tune in for the Godspeak Calvary Chapel message from September 4th, if you're listening to this after September 4th, for my second tour stop for the White Rose Resistance National Life Tour. We talk a lot about the culture wars and the moral arc of the universe that tends to bend towards injustice and the eugenic, bigoted, racist, Nazi-esque history of the abortion industry and their acolytes and how it got us to our current political moment. And we tell the story of the Nazi White Rose Resistance and why we need a resistance movement in the church and in the country now before it's too late. Thewhiterose.life or my website, sethgruber.com. So, um, by the way, people should listen to your your message, which is coming. You know, I've heard uh, your past messages, and you seem to just be with this particular focus with the White Rose Resistance. I mean, I think that the story that you tell about that, uh, the genesis of this movement, I think is amazing, and yeah. people need to need to listen to that. People need to follow you um, because you're doing important work. Um, I, I love that you're staying on this as this focus. It is one of these major battlegrounds of this day. Yep. And um, I, I used to shamedly, and I think I've talked about this in the past, take a little bit more laissez-faire approach mm. to yeah, the, yeah. the pro uh, life movement. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, of course having kids and starting to wake up to the reality of what's really happening and then to really understand what these abortion, um, doctors are doing and what this yep. practice really is and the barbaric aspects of it and everything else. And, and I realized that, yeah, this is one of these great evils that you cannot apologize for. Yep. And we have so many of those things now in our culture. Yep. And so we need warriors like you, brother. That's right. Amen. Yeah. It's the, it's the turning point right now. Yeah. Whether we have a new birth of freedom or we descend back into the despotic chapters of history. And I'll say that our tolerance have a, of abortion has really stunted our, our political and spiritual will in tolerating the genocide of baby image bearers. Um, we have given... Uh, we have given credence to basically every other assault against the Imago Dei. And if you can't stand against the genocide of babies and the ripping of children apart in their mother's womb, what can you stand against? It's kind of a litmus test of the Republic and a litmus test of the church. So all hands on deck, Bryce. All right, brother. Well, thanks for taking all this time, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Love you. Glad to see you in town. Yeah, you too, man. And uh, looking forward to hanging out with yeah. you a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right, man. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in today. If you want more wonderful content and insights from Bryce Eddy and Pastor Rob McCoy. Go subscribe to the Liberty Station Salem Network podcast wherever you get your podcasts as this conversation was simulcast on both Liberty Station and Unaborted with Seth Gruber. To give the show a rating and review and help us reach more people, go to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you listen. And go subscribe at Rumble because YouTube is cracking down on abortion, misinformation, and disinformation. Go subscribe at my Rumble account. Help us keep the word out and a voice of truth, sanity, and life in the digital square today. To book me for an event or see my speaking schedule, go to Seth 
kenneththegruber.com and to become an ally of the White Rose Resistance to help me rebuild the White Rose Resistance for this generation against our silent but far more deadly holocaust of abortion, go to thewhiterose.life, thewhiterose.life. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. We'll be right back.